0: Scream as loud
1: as you can. I don't think we should be telling people to go outside and scream as loud as they can because I don't think that would fucking be good. Just a bunch of people just randomly. To be
2: fair, I mean Pee Wee's Playhouse did the exact same thing with the secret word. Just screaming. What do you? I've never seen any of the Pee Wee's. You've never watched Pee Wee's Playhouse? No, no.
0: My ears hurt.
2: What do you do whenever you hear the the word of the day? That's right, scream real loud. (laughs)
0: So right here is good.
1: Right there is perfectly yep. fine. I get you nice and clear.
0: Just tell, just tell me if I'm too loud, and I'll be quiet.
1: No, you'll be fine.
0: No, for to and for you to guys to enter, the, your introduction.
1: All right. Uh, so here we are in episode two. and We decided to uh, uh, change things up a bit, a little bit. We'll see how it goes. Um, but first, uh, episode one. Went off without a hitch. Uh, this is coming out a little bit uh, longer than what we were expecting. We were expecting to make all these episodes come out about every week or so. But then a few things got in the way of uh, the second episode. So, a mm-hmm. little bit of a hiccup. So, we'll uh, just move past that. Uh, but, outside of that, we are now on fucking everything. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, there's a place called Podcast Attic, uh, uh, Overcast. Um... Public radio, public shit like that. We're on all of those. We're now. on everything. Everything that you can fucking think of, we're on
2: it at this point. Uh, everything but YouTube. So, however you choose to listen to your podcasts, right? Um. Well, maybe, iHeartRadio.
1: No, it's on they, there. Oh, okay. We're well, on then, there never as mind. mind. We're on there yep. too. We're on fucking everything. So, uh, yeah, just nerdinian or nerdian. I haven't decided on the correct pronunciation of the word that <laughs> made up where we want to put the emphasis <laughs> um anyway for the people that listen the first episode you know how it is we basically pick out a particular movie of nerd persuasion and we just break down the movie go scene by scene beat by beat and then we just talk about the movie um we're sticking with the the franchise we did from last week we did alien we're doing aliens this week and then so on and so forth with the other episodes we'll do Aliens three. Uh, Alien Resurrection. Alien 3. Whatever. Uh, Alien Resurrection and so on and so forth with uh, the uh, prequel movies. And then we'll dovetail that into uh, Alien vs. Predator. Uh, They only made two of those. And then the Predator movies and so on and so forth. Um, But from there, let's just jump into the movie. But before we do that, I nearly forgot to introduce someone. Uh, Well, to be
2: fair, we haven't introduced ourselves either.
1: Yeah, because we didn't
2: do that on the first episode. No,
1: we didn't, and I realized whenever we were I uh, was uh, editing the episode, we kind of just slipped right back into automatically assuming everybody knows what the hell's going on with us. So <laughs> who we are, what yeah. we what we're about. I am Greg Vance. I'm Ryan Downing, and this is our podcast. And basically, what we have going on this week is my. Son has been wanting to do a few things online, and I've been a bit trepidatious about it because he's been wanting to do, like, YouTube shows or a Twitch stream of some shit like that. And I don't like people online because a lot of them are fucking either degenerate dipshits or just perverts. Yep. Um. So having a 10-year-old boy have a live stream to any sort of that shit would fucking make me nervous as fuck. So we're coming to a compromise. He's going to be associated with this episode, and we'll see how it goes, and if he likes it, we'll see. I don't know. I haven't made a decision one way or the other, but my son, Gage. Hi. Yes. Um. Before you ask, no, we did not name him after the character from Pet Cemetery. Yes, they did.
0: No. <laughs>
1: no, we just came across the word Gage, and we just automatically assumed. It, oh. ju- it just fit. Whenever we said Gage Michael Vance, we... Like the way it sounded, so don't,
2: don't let him lie to you.
1: No, uh, I'm a big Stephen King fan. Not a huge fan of that movie, uh, or the book. The
2: both of them are just I, although when he was very young, we did uh, convince him to to do the little diatribe. The, mm, yeah, yeah. First, I played with mommy. <laughs> we had an awful good time. Now I want to play with you. <laughs>
1: right. Um So basically. We're just going to break down aliens from the beginning to the end, and we, where is it, it begins off with, uh, Ripley, um, what?
0: <laughs> it, what? Was th- it was, it when, what Ryan said.
1: What did Ryan say?
0: The, um, I want to, I play with mommy now.
1: Oh, you were just thinking about that. You were a bit slow on that, apparently.
0: <laughs>
1: it's hilarious. <laughs> um, anyway, before we get to that, the, uh, the movie is directed by James Cameron. It was also written by yes, James not,
2: Cameron. Yes, not uh, Ridley Scott.
1: Yes, this one is completely different. And I think it almost came out like, no, what was it, eight to ten years after mm, the first one? Um,
2: nine years, I believe. Something like that. So, 79 to 88. Right.
1: Eight. Uh, let's see. We've got James Cameron and David Glyer and Walter Hill uh, writing it. Sigourney Weaver is obviously playing Ellen Ripley. Lance Hendrickson plays Bishop in it. Uh, we got Paul Reiser plays Carter. William Hope plays uh, Lieutenant Gorman. Uh, Sergeant Apone is played by Al Matthews. I just wanted I wrote down other actors' or actors' names, but I guess I didn't. Newt is played by Carrie, Carrie Henn, which is the little girl on the, the show, which I believe she's our age or maybe a little bit older than us now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, anyway, so uh, this movie takes about, what was it, 57 years after the first one, something like that? Yeah, I believe so. Nearly 60 years after the first one. Yep. And it opens up with Ripley being, uh, them
2: finding Ripley and the cat. In the cryogenic freezer. Yep. Um, and fun fact: in that very first scene, mm. um, you can see the uh, the gun, the grappling hook gun. Oh yeah. From the first from movie, the first still wedged in the door. Oh, nice. Um, because James Cameron is a stickler is, for de- detail. Yeah. Like, yeah. All about the yeah the continuity <laughs> details.
1: Um, anyway, so yeah, the skeleton crew basically uh, pulls her out of cryogenics, and we—the next scene we see is of her in a hospital bed.
2: Mm, that's actually um, James Cameron's um, cameo in the movie. Is um, the the line that's delivered where it's like all signs are stable, she's alive. Mm. That's James Cameron.
1: Okay, so not the guy in the front, but like the guy in the back of right. in the background, right. basically right.
2: saying okay. That. That she's actually still alive.
1: Um she wakes up, she's in a hospital bed, she is basically going through being just a workup from the nurse, the nurse cuz she wakes up in like a cold sweat, like breathing heavy and shit cuz yeah. Uh... What dream did she have? I know she woke up. She
0: had another she had another nightmare.
1: I yeah, it was an another nightmare, but did we see the nightmare that
2: she The the nightmare that we see is actually the opening minutes of...
0: Well, right, but I thought there was a nightmare it,
1: within the nightmare.
0: Didn't it... Wasn't the nightmare where the alien popped out of her chest?
1: Yeah, that was the nightmare where we wake up and then we're in actual time where it's yeah. like nighttime and she's in the bedroom or and in the hospital room
0: Yeah, and she's panting, and she, I don't, she's panting. I don't
2: think so because it just opens up with like Paul her waking Reiser up. coming in and yeah. saying, Hey, Getting like you've got a visitor nurse and, and it's that. Jonesy yeah. and... Um, then tells her that it's been 57 years and yeah. like she like clutches at her chest and,
1: and then that's whenever we have, I, I don't know why, but I thought it was like a dream within a dream. Like she woke up from a dream and it was another dream and then we get into actual reality. But yeah, she has a dream of a, of a face hugger bursting out of her chest and all a that. Chest
2: burster. Chest burster. Face huggers don't burst out of chests. No, Whatever. Face
0: huggers latch onto your face and lay eggs in there.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Listen to the child. Um I don't, he knows of what he speaks. I don't need sass from you.
0: Yeah, you do. If you don't get the movie straight, yeah, you do.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Um <laughs> you're a little fucker, you know that? Um
0: I don't care.
1: And then after the um the uh her waking up in a cold sweat and Jonesy being on her lap and the nurse being like, "Do you need any any help to help you sleep?" and she's like, "No, I've slept enough." I've slept enough. enough. And then we cut to her being uh, basically interrogated by a fucking corporation because she. The little weyland Yutani Corp. Yeah, because she fucking uh, blew up the ship from the first one. And they're like, why did you blow it up? That was. Which I think the, the actual price. Did I write it down here? Yeah, yeah. The Nostromo apparently only cost 42 million. Yeah. A spaceship. In, what, like the 26th century?
2: Yeah. Only cost about $42 Well, whenever this was made, that was a number that was so astronomical (laughs) that people couldn't even comprehend it. Right. Um, But now it's like, oh, okay, well, Elon Musk has that in his couch. Like, (laughs) right. Yeah. God. Okay, I'm going to go on a
1: tirade about Elon Musk. (laughs) Because anytime his name is brought up, everybody fucking holds his name in like high regard, like he's the next Tony Stark and shit. He's not. He's an egotistical asshat who does nothing but attach his name to better people than him. Sounds like Tony Stark.
0: <laughs> no, Tony Stark's better than that.
1: I'm just saying. It sounds like early Tony Stark. Tony Stark before he fucking has shrapnel in his chest. Maybe. <laughs> Um, that tirade aside, uh, then we, uh, it's, it's Ripley talking to the corporation, basically being like, this alien life form exists. We had to blow it up in order to make sure this alien life form does not fucking reach earth or any sort of civilization whatsoever, because it will fuck up shit. And she's trying to explain this to the this boardroom, and they're not believing her. They're The one woman is like, no such animal has ever been cataloged in any sort of research or scientific uh, expedition whatsoever. Right. So uh, why would we believe you? Which makes no sense, because why not? Obviously, space is limited, or unlimited, and you can go anywhere and find out anything about any species. Why not
2: potentially just look into it?
0: But there was no proof. Yeah.
2: Yes, there was no, there was no proof. There's they, no proof because she.
0: She just said there was a. Um, she just destroyed alien. it
2: with a. Right, right. Yeah.
0: So.
1: Right. Uh, I
0: wouldn't even believe her if I was in I get
1: the thing. rationale of not wanting to believe her, but
2: I would also be like, well, this is space. Anything can fucking it's, happen it's, in space. It's limitless. Yeah, I guess you're right. And. They go into it that she's telling the truth about everything else. Like, yeah. we, know, we know that you're telling the truth about setting off the, mm-hmm. uh, the self-destruct sequence. We know you're telling the truth about this. We know you're telling the truth about this. Why aren't you telling us the truth about the alien? Right, right. It's like, well, God damn it, I am. Yeah, like, and they just don't want to fucking listen to it. They
1: don't want to hear it. And apparently, we also find out shortly after this boardroom scene that Ripley had a child. Which also, if you, we watched the before special. Before we see it, Was before. it before. Yep. We watched the special edition. I think this is one of the scenes that are cut out of the original theatrical cut. Is her uh, finding out
2: that her daughter lived to about sixty some odd years. Mm-hmm. And, and you get a picture of her. Right. Which, fun fact, is actually uh, Sigourney Weaver's mother. Oh it's really? A picture of Sigourney Weaver's mother. Oh, look at that. Um, and her name is Mrs. Weaver. <laughs>
1: No, Michael Bean. I forgot him. I forgot about Michael Bean. He plays Colonel Hicks, or Corporal Hicks. Corporal Hicks. Bill Paxton plays Private Hudson. Jeanette Goldstein plays Vasquez.
0: I don't care about the actors. I just like the movie.
1: Well, I I want to shut up. <laughs> you should care about the actors.
0: I like I like their movie that they spent hours making. Mm-hmm. Months. months Months But I Like the movie I don't right,
2: right. Elizabeth Ingalls oh, Is her name yes. huh. Sigourney Sigourney Weaver's Real life mother
0: That's a weird uh. name Ingalls or Ingalls
2: Elizabeth.
0: Ingalls is a weird name
2: what Was the first name
1: Elizabeth Elizabeth Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth. I was gonna say Your mother Your, your mother
0: Has
2: Elizabeth in her name No
0: Ingalls
2: Ingalls Okay
0: That's 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 just weird
2: It's no weirder than Vance. Yes.
1: Then why you name me Vance, eh? That's my last name. I had no other choice but to name you Vance.
0: No, you could have changed your last name. You didn't have to name me Vance. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, But apparently, um, James Cameron, uh, obviously, anybody who knows, Ridley Scott directed the first one. Mm -hmm. James Cameron came on to direct the second. Um, and the British crew that filmed oh, yeah. it, like just just hated him. Yeah. just could absolutely not stand James Cameron. Hated him, mm-hmm. and basically almost had like a real life mutiny. Yeah, um, and because they were also fiercely loyal to Ridley Scott, mm-hmm. um, and he tried to convince him that he had the chops to do it. <laughs> by staging an early screening of the Terminator for the entire crew Mm. that most of the crew ignored the invite to and (laughs) didn't even bother to go see.
1: It was that fucking, like, that much tension in the... uh, Yeah, apparently it was... Behind-the-scenes bullshit. It was a big shit deal. Okay. Um, I knew that there was tension between them, but I didn't know it was to that extent where the director basically invites you to watch another one of his movies. That is basically groundbreaking, and you get to see it first. And they're just like, "Nah, we're good."
2: Yeah, and then um, there's something else uh, because there there was a bit of problem because um, Gayle Ann Heard mm-hmm. is the producer mm-hmm. or the executive producer mm-hmm. or she one was, of the. She was the producer. She's a producer. Period. Um, she was married to Cameron at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so a lot of people said that um, she wasn't a real producer. She just got it mm-hmm. because she was sleeping yeah. with the director. Yeah.
1: Uh anyway, uh basically she has her Ripley has her um uh, what was it debriefing. Uh, the the freighter license revoked because of all this yeah. bullshit. Um they don't believe her and then she's like ba- she flat out tells him she's like, "Look, send someone to the uh LV-426. Send someone there to look into this because there were, there's a derelict ship down there with eggs. You just send someone down there. It'll prove me right." And the guy's like,
2: we already have. We don't have to send anybody down there. There's been people or there's been people there's been living there for...
0: Years.
1: 20 years. Yeah, yeah. 60 to 70 families are living on there. And we actually, after this little exchange, we cut to... At least in the special edition, we cut two Because I think in the theatrical edition, you don't see those people beforehand.
0: You don't yeah, see maybe. that
1: planet at all. And then... You, whenever we actually get to the planet with the whole crew and everything, that's when you actually see the planet. But in the special edition, you actually get to see the interaction with the kids running all over the um, platform. You get, well, you
2: get to see the the Danny Torrance moment mm. where they're riding the big yeah, wheel yeah. through the... And we see Newt and her parents and her brother. Uh,
1: her parents are
2: out exploring the well, terrain. Well, the, the scene that you get to see is um, the station captain mm. talking to somebody that says that one of the bosses back on Earth told them to go check out this grid coordinate.
1: Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, because uh, Newt's father's basically. Like, Do I get credit? Do I get compensation for it if I find? If enemy? I find something, blah blah blah, that type of shit, <laughs> similar shit that we heard in the first one, where the guy was like, "Well, I want compensation for yada yada I want, yada." I want my money. I want my money. So we get the same thing here, um, and, and the guy basically says, "Whatever he finds is his. It'll have his name. He'll get compensated." Blah blah blah. Um, and then we cut to the this nice little, like, nuclear family just traveling through the terrain. Um, just the husband and wife in the front and the two kids in the back. And then uh, they basically come across this, the ship. And we don't see him interacting with the eggs or the ship at all. We just see them pulling up to the ship. And him, them saying, let's go explore. Right. Yeah. And then it cuts to the kids talking back and forth. And then he, it comes to him. Or the The, wife. The wife calling Mayday. Storming into the rig that they have. Yeah, calling Mayday, and he's on the ground with a facehugger on his face. And we are to give indication that this is how it all starts. Like, everything goes fucking apeshit from this point. Because you don't see anything else other than whenever they go back to the planet, and everything's just fucked up. Um, So, this is where we cut to Ripley having another fucking horrible dream, and uh, Burke and them coming up to her. I think she has another horror... Because I thought she had, like, three uh, nightmares. She wakes up from this one, and uh, as she wakes up, then Brooke uh, knocks on her door with the... Uh, whatever his fucking name is. The commander. Space Marine. Right.
2: Um, so they talk, and they want her help. Well, no. She slams the door in their face first. Oh, that's right. And he... How does he get... How does he get in? Does she slam her? She slams the door in his face. And then he says something about... Mm, that they lost contact with the... Yeah, with the settlement uh, on LV-346. Yeah. Um, and
1: then she opens the door up, and she basically is like, All right, let's talk. And then they basically explain that they want her to come with them as they explore to find out what happened to the colonists. With a with a complete
2: squad, cadre of... Yeah, yeah.
1: Just base, space marines. space marines. <laughs> yeah. um. And she's like, no fucking way. This is not, I'm not going back there. No fucking way. I'm still having, and he even points it out, I know you still have nightmares, blah, blah, blah. And he persuades her that I can get you your freighter license back. You can be commander of a ship within a few months after we're done with this mission, blah, 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 shit like that. And she's like, no, it's not fucking happening. Burke basically be like, it is basically like, well, think it over. Here's my card. And again, I have to lament about this. No one fucking thought in the 70s or 80s hey maybe shit would have a bigger screen on it. even with their fucking like we have this technology now with the fucking face timing and everything mm-hmm. we have this tech and our screens for the most part are bigger than that screen we see in the fucking movie
2: false I mean you you FaceTime on your phone it's a small screen okay comparison. it's about the
1: same size but the whole unit is completely small <laughs> well yes um, but you can also FaceTime on your laptop, which, fucking bigger.
2: Yeah. All I'm asking is
1: just some forethought. I, I get that fucking, I know, technology was, was getting smaller and smaller, but, but TV screens were constantly getting bigger and bigger, so, come on, there had to been some, I would almost bet there was probably some lonely P, PA basically being like, wouldn't the TVs be a bit bigger, just to, you know... Shut up, you give me <laughs> right. Um, but basically she calls him back. She's like, Alright, I'll help you because she has another nightmare and she's like she looks at herself in the mirror and you can tell that like she's done with this. She needs to confront this fear uh before it fucking kills her because this is ridiculous. She keeps waking up in cold sweats and all that. Mm-hmm. So she basically calls Burke back and is like, Look, I'll help you out, but I'm not going on the planet. I think that's what she says. I'll go with you, but she has some sort of, like, stipulation. There, she, yeah,
2: there's a... She, she says, Or tell, tell me we're going to kill it. Yes, that's it. We're going to kill it, not to bring it back to... Right, right. To search with it, or to... It's just the cord is she, effed.
0: She, uh. just, she just wanted to go, but she didn't want to fight the thing. She just wanted to watch the people that are going and...
1: Yeah, yeah, she didn't, she didn't want to bring it back with them, like... Uh, the alien, they,
2: the android they were going, from the first one. Yeah, they were going to destroy it. They weren't going to take any samples or bring mm-hmm. any samples back. They were just going to destroy it and save the people. Yep.
1: And then uh, this is where we basically get the opening scene from the first one, where everybody's waking up from cryogenic
2: sleep and whatnot. Just a better version of it, because um, you get uh, Sarge from the Halo games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For all intents and purposes, because yeah, he's like assholes
1: and elbows, ladies. Let's get up. <laughs> Look into my eye. Uh, basically, yeah, we have everybody waking up and just raw as shit. Nobody knowing uh, who Ripley is, just knowing that she's some sort of expert with whatever. And that's fun going fact: on. you see,
2: you see a crew of like twelve or thirteen mm-hmm. people. Um, they were there were six pods made. Oh really? And so they just repeated that scene over? Ooh, no, no, no. There were there were only six pods made, um, and when whenever you get the view of like all of them, mm. um, it's done through like mirrors and camera angles oh, to that. make it look bigger, mm-hmm. um, because each of those pods cost forty five hundred dollars to make. Jesus. And so the whenever you see everybody in their pods, they just use the six that they had and filmed them in small segments. That's why you don't see all twelve getting out at the same time. Oh. You only see.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Uh, so yeah, everybody's
1: waking up. They're all having breakfast. And uh, uh speaking of fun facts, during this whole exchange, where uh, Bishop—not Bishop, yeah, Bishop—is is, um, is uh, doing the knife trick on Hudson's.
2: Oh, uh, no, you're you're way before that still. Probably the best burn of the whole uh, the whole movie. Whenever uh, Vasquez is doing pull-ups. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, it's is, it uh, Bill, is it Bill Pullman's character? Bill Paxton's or character. Bill Paxton's character? He, he basically is like, hey, uh, Vasquez. Vasquez. You ever been <laughs> you ever been mistaken as a man? Yeah. No?
1: Have you? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that, that's when we cut to uh, breakfast and everybody getting their fucking breakfast and shit like that. And then this is where, which, like, like I was saying, like, uh, side fact, um, Paxton didn't know that they were going to use his hand. Yep. Uh, basically, uh, they were just. He assumed that they were just going to do it on. I think like a dummy hand or uh, mm-hmm. have something covering his hand. But they straight up. What you see in the movie of him freaking out. like, held, hey, man, what the hell, man? Being held. Yeah, and- all that. It's all fucking legit, which is. Uh, I, Whenever we uh, cover Alien 3, I'm wondering if that's a running motif where
2: there's just one scene where it's legit. Where reactions. nobody had any idea. Right, so I'm wondering. The breakfast scene. And it's it's always around food, so. <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, this. What was it? After the breakfast scene, we see Ripley uh, trying to help out with the loaders. I think it is. Yeah, they're, they're basically gearing up for everything.
2: Well, I thought they had like their meeting first, and she, maybe it was
1: the meeting, and, and then she explains. told
2: she explained everything she knows about them, mm-hmm. and they're of course because they're space marines and they're cocky. They're mm-hmm. uh, I only need to know one thing: where to aim. <laughs> and boom, <laughs> and I'm going to kill everything. And I'm such a I'm such a billy badass that <laughs> I don't need to know anything about the opponent that I'm fighting. And she's like, no, you guys are all going to fucking die. Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Basically. She basically, yeah, that's what she said. She's like, look, I hope you're right. I hope you can kill it. But look, I had a crew of 12 similar to you guys, and they got fucked up. So I, and yeah, Ripley's like, I hope this goes really fucking well. And quick. you
2: also see a, a distrust, uh, to go back a little bit, mm. you see a distrust between, mm, between Ripley the Marines and the. Well, Ripley oh, and the yeah, Android yeah. Bishop. Yeah, yeah,
1: because she freaks out. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, she freaks out because she doesn't know. Because he
2: cuts himself yeah. during the knife trick. Yeah, and um, then you find out that now it is just standard practice to have a synthetic mm. on board with you. And Burkton tell and Ripley about because it because it's just normal mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. and like um, and so it didn't even register that she would you know have a problem with right, it right. and then she clearly does because she fucking he offers her cornbread at the end of the conversation and she just knocks <laughs> the tray out of her <laughs> right. out of his hand But yeah
1: you also see uh distrust between the uh the commander and the marines themselves right because he because won't, he won't eat with them right and then we later on find out that he's only done like what two drops one of them simulated
2: yeah one simulated drop and one actual drop wait
1: no no, no. it's like a, a hundred and something drops
2: where it's like all of them, but, like, all but two of yeah, them. Yeah, all but two were simulated Simulated, drugs.
1: yeah. So, which is even more distrust. So he has
2: no. No trust whatsoever with his own guys. He has no real experience to speak of. Right. Um, so, yeah, we cut to after the little uh,
1: powwow in the, um, I guess, the big open area where all the, shi- the uh, ships are. They basically are loading everything up, loading all the ships up, Ripley. Which, by the way, uh, this movie came out in 86.
2: I was... So it was seven years. Seven years between the two? Yep. Okay. Because 79 was Alien.
1: Okay. Um. So I was born in 86 in August. I didn't watch this movie until I was about your age, Gage. And at the same moment, I also got a bunch of toys from this movie. Which was also... One of the toys was that loader that Ripley has. Mm-hmm. So it was Ripley, a lo- one of those uh, loaders. I also had the uh, the Queen Xenomorph and Hicks as a toy. And it was just... I don't remember any toys from the first Alien. Like, I, I do now, because obviously collectors and sh- shit like that exist, so people want to collect those. But I only remember toys from, like, Alien 2. Or Aliens.
2: Right. Um, after the success of... The success of marketing... Toys, from like yeah, because was Star wasn't... Wars and things like that. Yeah, because this more more places started doing. Because them. this is
1: also a franchise that decided to uh, jump genres a little bit. Because it was like just like a horror thriller type thing in the first one, and now this one's like a thriller action adventure type movie. Right, with still with horror right
2: elements, um, and. The the ship that all of this is taking place on, I wanted to to point this out because it continues the continuity that you see. Um, The name of this ship is the Sulaco, Mm -hmm. um, which is the name of the town in Joseph Conrad's novel... Nostromo, mm. which is what the ship in the original Alien was named after, and that was the same
1: guy that made all those racist
2: um, books as, as well. Well, yeah, in, like 1901. Right. Like he's <laughs> he's not writing racist books now. <laughs> he's writing them in the past. Um, but the 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 trend continued with the naming of the ship being the Sulaco. Oh yeah, um, which was from the Nostromo, so it just.
1: I do have a, like, little side fact. Like, the woman playing Vasquez mm-hmm. is not uh, Latin in any sense of the word. Like, she has no Latin uh, heritage whatsoever. She's white. So, um, yeah. I don't know why they didn't get a Latin actor. I don't know what the rationale was, why they decided to essentially go brown face. That's what they did. I hate to fucking say it, but that's pretty much what they did. Well, to be fair, it also happened in Tropic Thunder. so. Yeah, but Tropic Thunder was making fun of that. Well, yes. <laughs> that exact thing that they're doing <laughs> in Aliens, yes.
2: Tropic Thunder was making fun of. Um, I I did not know that. Yeah. I had no idea. Yep. Um, so that it is It doesn't ruin fun.
1: the movie for me, but it's also like, uh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Uh, so after we have the loader scene what is it yeah they're being dropped into the atmosphere at this point where everybody they're all talking shit and uh, what is it Hudson basically saying how badass they all fucking are we got
2: these fucking things that <laughs> are badass butt killers and this thing that's 150 pounds of mega torque butt fucking <laughs> I wish I could remember the actual lines, but I think mine are pretty good, too.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, they're dropping into the atmosphere. And it's just basic, standard, like, procedure whenever you uh, have Any movie that's ever done this, where it's any sort of, like, uh, troop formation entering into an area that they're not familiar with. They basically go through formations throughout the entire area mm. until they, as they're investigating it. and uh, Ripley... The commander and Burke all stay within the rig. Um, And the other troopers like Hicks, Hudson, Vasquez, Apone, all of them uh, go and investigate the actual facility, which is near destroyed completely. They enter into the facility and everything's either like got holes through it or just debris or uh, barricades are all over the fucking place. Like something fucking happened in this facility. Something happened here. Um, So as they're investigating, they basically realize that um, there's no one here. They can't find a trace of anybody. So they basically clear the area for Hicks, or not for Hicks, but for Ripley to come in and Burke and the commander all to come in and start investigating themselves to try to figure out what happened to the colonists. If there is anything to retrieve of the colonists or any sort of information to gain from the colonists not being there at all. Um. So they're as they're doing all that they. Oh God! How do they find Newt?
2: Um. Motion tracker.
1: Is it the motion tracker? Yeah, yeah. Cause then they rip up the flooring and then they see the little girl and then she's still well, running. No, throughout it's the the ship.
2: side. like it's beside. Is it like a side pipes? Pin? Yeah. Yeah. And they go to shoot, or somebody goes to shoot, yeah, and yeah. then um. Ripley. The, no, the guy who survives, the longest. Hicks. Hicks, um, like grabs because I think it's Paxton's character that takes the mm. shot, and I think you're right. and Hicks grabs the mm. shotgun and like points it up at the ceiling, Yeah. and then they find out that it's a little girl. Uh, but before they before they find her, they are clearing out um, the command center, mm. and they set up their base of operations, which includes like the command center, the um, the med bay, mm. where you see face huggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are alive.
1: Yeah. So something happened here where they were like basically being able to like study a few of them, right? Figure out what they somehow
2: they somehow extracted a facehugger from an egg, or multiple facehuggers from an egg, yeah, and have them in like suspended animation
1: of sorts. Well, no, not
2: even suspended animation, but in a solution that's keeping them alive. And whenever Burke puts his face up close to it, you see the little proboscis. Trying to fucking mm. find its way down right, his right, right,
1: throat. because right, right, right. it recognizes, oh, I can do something here, but then it gets stopped by the glass and whatnot. Are you bored?
0: Yes. That's what I
1: figured. Uh, you can go. Bye. All right, bye. Bye. Yeah, I figured as much. Um, yeah, this was. He wanted to come on and talk about the movie. I had a suspicious feeling that he was gonna get bored halfway through and we are 35 minutes into this <laughs> so yes halfway through he got bored. <laughs> um, it's perfectly fine. I had no I wasn't like dead set on this. the idea tra- uh, intrigued me but all right let's move on.
2: Well we can always get him back for his final thoughts after we explain everything maybe yeah I think the, the
1: idea of us just breaking it down plus he's a ten year old. So anything longer than, say, 20 minutes, he's ready to move on. That's not Fortnite. Yes, that's not Fortnite. He's ready to fucking move on. Um, Even during when we watched this movie, he was, what was it, like 30 minutes after watching it, he was just basically done with watching it. He was wanting to do other stuff.
2: Well, he wanted to watch it, and he sat up there with us and watched most of it. Mm -hmm. But I think it was because, like, he, he got bored. Until they got to the planet, right? And then, once Whenever the action the, stuff started happening, I yes, was, that's like, what oh, was okay, happen. this is
1: anytime there's talking, he's just like, No, I'm done. Oh, exposition <laughs> gross. <laughs> <laughs> I've even seen him like skip uh, cutscenes in games, not only Fortnite, but like in games. I'm like, Buddy, they're trying to tell you a story. Let's, and you may get some useful information that could be helpful mm-hmm. in the gameplay if you just watch the story. Oh, you don't. Well, he has in other games, but in Fortnite he doesn't. He he fucking ugh, that goddamn game has it's a hold. The best game ever. I don't know it's about Iron
2: that. Man. Anyway,
1: anyway. Uh, so yeah, they they find the uh, the face huggers in the test tubes and everything, and they go from there. And then uh, shortly after that, that's when they find Newt, and then they realize that this little girl's been on her own for quite a fucking while because she's in tatters. Uh. Do they corner? No, no, no. They they almost shoot her. He stops her, and then she gets cornered in her little hideaway. Right.
2: Because um, Ripley goes under the mm-hmm. floor to
1: Once they realize her. what it
2: is, and it's a little
1: girl, Ripley's trying to fucking help her and try to make sure she doesn't get lost. or A surrogate
2: daughter right. for her, if which you will. Which is
1: what was set up early on, which I... I I guess I understand why they cut it from the movie because of timing reasons and shit like that because you still get the same emotion of her wanting a daughter and shit like that and then her getting the surrogate daughter. But I think it has a little bit more weight knowing that she missed her daughter's life. Right. And then she basically gets somewhat she of a like do-over.
2: Yeah, a do-over. With Newt. is able to save her mm-hmm. from... Um,
1: what is, it, what is the scene after this?
2: Uh, they... They're checking her out, find out that she's a little bit malnourished, mm-hmm. but other than that, she's fine. But she won't say a word to anybody.
1: How she I thought she started talking to...
2: Well, she won't say to a word to anybody at mm-hmm. first, and then Ripley is the one that... Gets her to talk. Gets her to talk, because she... Oh, look what I did. I made a clean spot. Mm. Done it now, haven't I? Now I'm going to have to do yeah, the whole thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that's when she says uh, they come out at night, mostly.
2: Well, she basically pulls a red queen. <laughs> yes. You're, you're all, all going hard. to die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then they get, uh, what was it? They get a reading of some uh, some sort of life form in the well, center no, of they, the.
2: Uh, as soon as they, like, as, as the medic is taking a look at Newt mm. and making sure she's okay, um, everybody else is like, oh. Uh, Burke is like, oh, you know. All of these miners were tagged mm. with oh, yeah, this yeah. specific kind of chip. Mm-hmm. So, if we pull Run it up a on the monitor, there. we'll be able to search the entire planet for them using the sensors here. Mm-hmm. And they find them yeah, all under they the fusion all, reactor. All of the miners under the fusion reactor. Yep. Uh, and then that's when
1: they make a plan to basically go and try to rescue them because clearly something's going on if they're all just in that one area and nobody's moving nothing's happening it Just looks
2: like a goddamn town hall meeting
1: right um, so basically all of them but the commander Ripley and Burke all go and find uh, and, go searching uh, for the colonists
2: in the under the fusion uh, reactor in Bishop Bishop doesn't go
1: oh that's right he's still on the main ship ch- isn't is, it
2: no he is in the med bay oh that's
1: right he's studying them that's right he's studying them trying to figure out what they are and all that shit
2: basically what the
1: last android did in the first movie Um, so as they're, uh, basically touring through this area, they find all this different shit, uh, basically the, uh, I, I want to say, like, architecture for, um, Xenomorph living, because you see all the, like, curved spine shit throughout
2: the hallways and shit Um, like that. and a couple, couple facts about this, um, Mm. there was a recast that happened, um, and it happened just after this had been filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, when James Remar was replaced by Michael Bain. Bean. 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 I think um, that's
1: right. He was James Remar, Dexter's dad from uh, the TV show Dexter. That's James Remar. Yep. He was. Uh, yeah, I remember hearing. He about was that. Hicks.
2: Um. Until that scene. Why was he replaced? Do you know? It doesn't. It doesn't say. I think. Um. But it would have been too expensive to reshoot that. Mm-hmm. So Do you see him in Um you see his back. Ah. Cause anytime they anytime they show Corporal Hicks in that scene. It's always from behind. It's always from behind. Um and it he is still played by mm-hmm. James Remar. Um and then the other fun fact about mm-hmm. that particular thing, under the reactor stuff, was all filmed in like, a power station. Oh, really? So it, um...
1: Even the, like, the alien architecture that you see, they mocked
2: up a bunch of shit, or... Well, that's... Like, in an old power station of some sort? Um, it was a defunct power station called Acton Lane. Hmm. And it had the right atmosphere for aliens, Mm -hmm. and it later appeared... As Axis chemicals in Tim Burton's <laughs> Batman, um, and parts of the alien hive were still in there
1: whenever, whenever they went to go whenever shoot Whenever Burton
2: and his crew came in,
1: oh. <laughs> that must have been like a head fuck. Been like, <laughs> wait a minute,
2: what? Huh? Whoa!
1: Hold on! <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Timeout. Um, basically, yeah, uh, so what happens next is that they base, uh, Burke and, well, no, Ripley figures out that if they fire their particular type of weapons underneath a fusion reactor that's near exploding, uh, it'll make fucking everything fucking explode. Yeah, the entire planet will So, work. they're basically like, look, no, uh, is it live ammunition or no, like, uh... Collect rounds, no
2: firing, period.
1: Was it no firing? Yep. Okay, I... I, for some reason, thought it was, like, some sort of, like, specific ammunition for those guns. Nope. But it was no
2: firing It whatsoever. was do
1: not shoot your weapons, period. And the Marines, like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Hug them to death. And Hicks pulls out, like, this old shotgun, which is...
2: Kind of... Uh, again, they're taking away... He, well, Vasquez and...
1: Oh, that's right. They even smuggle clips.
2: Yeah. Vasquez They and, make
1: it seem like they... Because uh, they had spare clips... Uh, cause yeah, cause with their, Vasquez and, um, the other guy, um, they have, uh, uh, specific guns that basically mount onto their chest and they can like swivel around and shit and basically just like, like wafting in the air with just like nothing but bullets and shit. Mm-hmm. And their, uh, specific gun, they can't fire it without the specific like, like, uh, clip that goes into the gun. Um, and so basically they take them out, hand it to the guy that's collecting all the ammo and shit, but then they also had extra clips to basically put into their gun. Because whenever shit goes down, you you hear those guns going off left, right, and center. Um, so basically they're still looking around, they're still looking around, and then they find a few of the colonists basically being like, kill me, kill me, don't let it hurt me, or some stupid shit like that. And then we, all hell breaks loose at this point. All the xenomorphs start morphing, which when I was a kid scared the shit out of me because of how stealthily they came out of fucking everything. Like, there were, there were all the architecture I thought was actual architecture as a kid. I, seeing it as an adult, right. I could see the difference between the two. But as a kid, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it looked like on? they were just coming out of the walls. <laughs> right. Like. Um,. So they start... Uh, all hell starts breaking loose. Uh, Apon fucking... Uh, Vasquez gets it at one point. No, no. Vasquez makes it until the end with the commander. Because they're in yeah. the tunnel at one point.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Apon You lose... The the captain, he goes... Yeah, you lose the...
2: And a few other grunts that they don't really name. Sarge and then the unnamed are the first to go. Right. Um, and they're all basically...
1: Uh, Ripley's trying to get him to, uh, trying to get the commander to go in there and try to rescue. His well, man. no,
2: is saying you know get the fuck out of there, get the fuck mm-hmm. out of there, get the fuck out of there.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, he's freaking out, and Ripley's. And like, so fuck she's it. like,
2: "Fuck this!" and just starts driving the.
1: One of the most brilliant things, like uh, you get her being a strong female character somewhat in the first Alien movie, but it's really with James Cameron taking over. You really get him honing get, the whole strong yeah, female the, lead, which he does repeatedly in all his movies. Uh, I think, Except for Titanic. I, I don't think... Uh, what's her name? You can argue A strong female just, lead.
2: She's
1: basically anyway. at the whimsy of Jack. And whatever bullshit guy she was with... Oh, God, I can't remember her name. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's typical of a James Cameron movie for the woman to take the lead. Basically, let the woman do the work type bullshit. And it, it, I don't mean to be dismissive. I mean to basically be like, let's move on from us talking about this point <laughs> um so yeah she basically takes control of the cool ass fuck which they also had that as a toy which i always fucking wanted as a goddamn toy but i never got
2: the car the, the car like, they APC. also had that
1: as a fucking uh toy uh she takes that and basically just starts running through walls uh, yeah blowing up walls with like the gun on it and just basically to get through to get to the, everybody that's still there, and all hell is breaking loose. And as uh, Vasquez and her partner is getting in, he gets fucking nailed with a bunch of acid blood because Hicks takes his shotgun, blows one of the xenomorphs. The acid uh, splashes all over uh, Vasquez's partner, which. Yeah, I don't got it in my notes. I have no idea what the fucking guy's name is. The other guy, you see him in a lot of stuff. He's like uh, this, uh, he's always playing like this egotistical, smarmy blonde hair blue eyes jackass in any movie he's basically a character I cannot fucking remember his name I thought I wrote it down here but I didn't Lieutenant Gorman Was it Is Gorman name, I, I could not fucking remember his name for the life of me I thought I wrote it down here but I guess not but Gorman gets hit with a bunch of acid and shit uh, Vasquez uh, wants to save him but he can't He's ba- you get like a quick shot of Gorman like all melting and shit and like uh, I think he's like missing an arm at that point mm-hmm. when you get like a quick shot of uh, Gorman um, so basically Ripley uh, peels the hell out of hell and gets the fuck out of there to the point where uh, Hicks is basically like look you're grinding metal you slow the fuck down we're far enough away we got this just slow down let up and she does eventually because she's basically yeah, w- which I love about Ripley like she's scared out of her fucking mind but mm-hmm. she still
2: knows what to do She's still just trying to get yeah. everybody safe.
1: She's not like the fucking commander where he's basically like frozen in fear. She's like, no, I'm scared out of my fucking mind, but I also need to help these people. So we see her let up, and the vehicle slows the fuck down, and then they radio up to the main ship, basically being like, look, we need a drop ship down here
2: right away. We got intermen We'll turn to, to the drop ship, because the drop ship's already on the planet. Is it? I thought... It's on base. Um, so it, like, found... It dropped them and then found, like, their helipad or whatever and just sat then down there. Why
1: did the dropship have to come down from the main ship? Because he, the one. The main uh, uh, pilot is uh, talking to the Spunkmeyer. He's like, Spunkmeyer, get in here, type bullshit. And you see him run from one of the cabins into the actual... That's,
2: that's the dropship. They're already in the dropship. They're on the planet somewhere, and that's how an alien oh, really? gets in and kills Spunkmeyer...
1: I thought it was what the the alien
2: hopped onto the thing as it went back up to the main ship. No, it didn't go back up to the main ship. It was still on the planet. Okay. And you see it coming in to collect them. Mm-hmm. And you see uh, Meyer put his hand in. Yeah, yeah. Um, what it's essentially, Xenomorph spit. Yes, which... Anytime you they, see a character what,
1: interact with that, it's Xenomorph What
2: they used for it was KY Jelly. So there was just a huge amount of KY Jelly all over the set. So basically, like it was fucking got everywhere. Yeah.
1: So it was a nightmare to work with that shit. Yep. It's fucking wonderful.
2: Everything was very well lubed. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, uh, as they're trying to rescue Hicks and Ripley and all of them, because they all got their asses kicked... The you basically see Meyer get his hand, ass handed well you don't see him get his ass handed to him you see him touching the goo shit and then he's like what the fuck and then you see her reacting to someone coming
2: into the cabin it's of the like ship like about time and turns around and it's a xenomorph, xenomorph. and then
1: the ship starts screening
2: off to the side and then just basically fucking crashes and explodes you see her you see her reach for her gun mm-hmm. and then you see the ship Go wildly off course, yep. so you just imagine that she probably is no longer right among the living.
1: Um, then this is where we get Hicks with his first freak out where he's basically like, "Game over, man! Game over!" Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, they come up with a plan, basically go back into the command center that they had set up, try to figure out a way to get off the planet, and this is where, yeah, because yeah, now they do the remote thing from the main ship, because uh, well,
2: uh, Bishop eventually.
1: Yeah, because Bishop's like, look, I can get to... If I get to this point, I can basically hook up to our ship and remotely pilot one of the ships down well, here to get us off the planet.
2: you're skipping some stuff. So the, the drop ship crashing has ramifications, and they're watching from the... Like, looking out into the landscape of this planet, because mm-hmm. Bishop's like, there's something going on. And you see a reactor venting. Mm. And he's like, it's going to explode okay. at some point. We're not sure exactly how long it's going to last. But, yeah, there's no saving this place. We we're stuck down here, mm-hmm. so we need to find a way to get not stuck here. Mm-hmm. And they come up with the idea of remote piloting the second dropship in the... um." In the main ship. In the main ship.
1: Sulaco or Sulaco or whatever. Sulaco.
2: Um, But the only way to do it is to go out to the communications tower because the um, connection had been severed. Mm. And basically he's like, you know, I'm the only one that's capable of remote piloting this. Mm i don't want to like i'm i might be synthetic but i'm not an idiot mm-hmm. like
1: yes yes and this is where you start to see ripley starting to trust mm-hmm. his android because he's willing to put his uh for all, all intents and purposes his life on the line even though he can live for quite a while um uh yeah you see bishop being uh uh slowly going into this tube and it's fucking like i'm not a claustrophobic person but being in something like that i probably start to freak out because it's really fucking close to basically everything and he just start, start shimmying down to where he needs to go. Yeah. And it's just a real fucking tight fit. I don't know how he fucking did that. I don't know what was going on with that but it had to take uh, probably a lot of alcohol, I'm assuming, to get into the, something like that. Um, well and uh
2: to talk um you, you said you get your first freak out um mm. Hudson says the word man a total of 35 times in the movie. Oh, really? <laughs> and the word fuck is used 25 times in the film, and 18 of them are spoken by Hudson. <laughs> of course.
1: Um, and Bill Paxton is fucking amazing in this yeah, movie. He, just, his amount of freakouts and just the way he does it is just brilliant. I mean, everybody... Anytime you have a game that says fucking game over, we all fucking say it with the same <laughs> game inflection. Game
2: over, man! Yes.
1: So, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, after this point, after Bishop uh, is going to the place to remotely pilot the other dropship, we then see uh, Ripley, Hicks, and all of them trying to figure out a way to basically stay alive until
2: Bishop can get the ship. Right, and they uh, go comb through the wreckage of the dropship, mm-hmm. find four automated turrets yep. that they're going to set up in these two... Different ha- hallways and they basically... Kill, kill
1: chamber. Right. And which for some reason, and we'll get to it later, they are able to block off everything but the ceilings. And we'll get to that later, but I don't understand why they didn't think of the ceilings. Yeah. I get it. Narrative-wise, you needed something like that to happen, but... I think we would have fucking thought of the ceilings especially if they look like a drop ceiling and be like oh wait something can crawl through there maybe we should cover that um so basically uh they're all setting that up and uh this is where you get Hicks and Ripley basically uh enjoying one another's company at this point you don't get the like atypical of like them making out and shit but you see him caring for her giving her a tracking uh like watch fob thing Mm. uh and it's basically a way for him to keep an eye on her and they're all setting all that up and we see uh, uh, after they test well, the before, automatic
2: rifles before um, before Bishop goes away mm-hmm. crawls through the pipe um, which honestly like, I'm pretty sure you saw the same thing in um, Shawshank Redemption with uh, Tim Robbins did we see him crawl through the tunnel? I thought we just saw him, like, come out of the tunnel. Yeah, maybe. He just came out. It's been a while since I watched yeah. it. Yeah. But anyway, um, before that, Ripley is like, okay, like, have you, have you figured out everything you can figure out from these things? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. And she's like, okay, destroy, destroy them. Destroy them, yeah. And he's like, I can't. Yeah. She's like, why, why? not? Yeah. Well, Burke told me not to. Mm-hmm. And you see the duplicitous nature of Burke's character. Yeah, this is where you start to see where he's
1: not 100% with Ripley. Where he agreed to destroy them, he's not. He's looking to fucking bring at least one or two of them back with him to learn well, more about them and sell them.
2: Yes, to make money. Yes. He's, he just wants to make money. And so... Um, Ripley's like, well, how are you going to get him through... Space customs, yeah, yeah. for lack of a better term. Like, yeah. I don't remember what she calls it, but it's basically space customs. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, if they don't know about them, then yeah. there's no problem. Yeah. And she's like, they're going to fucking know about them. Yep. She basically threatens him, basically, like, if you take these, I will
1: fucking tell anybody well, and, and everybody. She, and
2: she, she even goes further because she looked at the logs and found out that he is the one that sent... Uh, them them to yeah. go and check out. Yep. And he tries to explain it away is like, "Well, listen, like we we needed to figure out if what you said was actually true and if we would have sent the military then like all these people would have gotten involved and and there wouldn't have been any money that could have been made." Yep. But because I sent these people, these people who are expendable and we don't really care about we know that these things exist now, and now we can bring them home and make money. Right. And, and this is where she says, and it this, can be my claim. She uh, Ripley
1: says this amazing thing. She, I think it's, uh, was it? I think it's along the lines of, you know, I don't know who's much worse because you don't see them fucking each other over for a percentage. The, yeah. Them being the xenomorphs and basically Burke, basically willing to put human life on the line for profits. For, yeah. For a buck. Um, and yeah, and that, uh, was uh, uh, shortly after all this, you see Ripley taking Newt into a room to basically put her down to get some rest and shit. Because she's basically knocked the fuck out on Ripley's shoulder. So Ripley lays her down on a bed. They have a nice, a nice little, like, chit-chat back and forth about Newt being safe and how Ripley will always be there to protect her, shit like that. And then as Ripley's trying to calm her down, or trying to, you know, get her to go to sleep and... Uh, I think she's like petting her hair or
2: some something like that. Well I think we're getting scenes a little bit mixed up because that happens before she gets them like put down and then confronts Burke and then goes back to find her and she's not in the bed and she freaks out for a second oh, and that's then she right, looks yeah. under the bed. And there's yeah, laying
1: her down happens first. Then the
2: confrontation of the actual right, and then um, she goes back in and finds her under the bed, under the bed and, like and then lays with down her with her, and, her like, and petting her hair. She
1: passes out for a few seconds and then, or maybe a um, few minutes because then we uh, she wakes to back the fuck up and she sees the containers that the face huggers were in open, empty, just laying on the floor, and she automatically knows something's in here with us. And she's trying to fucking reach up to her gun. The gun is gone. Somebody took the gun because she laid the gun on yep. top of the bed as she was getting under the bed with Noob. So the gun is gone. She's uh, Ripley's starting to freak out. And then as she's pulling her hand back out from uh, over from top of the top. bed, the, one of the facehuggers jumps out and grab, uh, tries to grab at her. And then that's when all hell breaks loose, where the facehuggers are trying to get both
2: the right and uh, she. People. Well, you only see one for a while, and you see her like pinning it with the bed. Mm-hmm. She gets Newt awake to run towards the door, mm-hmm. and then she gets herself out from underneath the bed, and then like flips the bed. Yeah. to try to contain it. Right.
0: So they runs get away over fast to the
2: enough. door. Door won't open. Door won't open because yep. it's been dis. Basically locked and with, sealed so it, and all that. yeah. So it can't be opened.
1: So uh, Ripley's trying to wave at the camera knowing that they're going to be able to see it. And Hicks had the camera pointed at the bed and shit like that, I'm assuming. Because we don't see anybody point the camera. Yeah, yeah. We just assume that it would but be But you, you see
2: Burke shut it off.
1: Yes. As they're all talking about uh, their plans and shit like that. Um, and then Ripley comes up with the idea of basically setting off the sprinkler.
2: Well, she tries to break the window first with the chair.
1: I thought that was happened right around the same time as opening up the door.
2: No, she tries to break the window. Okay, from inside and Mm. she can't.
1: And then this, then she sets off. And then she sets off
2: the sprinklers, which alerts them that something's going Going on. on, And then they all come in and save the day. And through through all of this happening, like you see, um, the face hugger attach. oh yeah yeah. like wrap around Ripley Ripley's throat and she's trying to she's trying to force it back Mm -hmm. off and you see Newt just standing there screaming like Mm -hmm. a child would yeah (laughs) and you see the second one come up behind and the first time I watched this movie like I was probably like 10 Mm -hmm. like you said like Mm -hmm. I'd watched it very early much earlier than I should have probably but you see the fucking fingers come up the back of the medicine Mm -hmm. cart and it's right behind her and it's right behind her and Mm -hmm. you're just like Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> like, like I'm filled with imminent dread <laughs> at this point. Like, this this poor little girl has done so well surviving by herself, and as soon as it looks like she's going to be rescued, then she just gets fucking taken um, out. And, and like, good
1: on her. she fucking quick thinking. She basically pins the fucking thing well, against no, the wall. Well, no,
2: she doesn't. She just stands there and screams. No,
1: no, I thought she pins it against the wall because she basically holds it there uh, yeah, until she might, she Hicks might. comes, or uh, Hudson comes in, and she's like... And Hudson's like back up, kid. He puts his
2: foot against it to make sure it doesn't right, move. Right, and just blows the <laughs> absolute right. piss out of it. Um, yeah, <laughs> while um, while the rest of the are trying to help Ripley. People are trying to help Ripley mm-hmm. and like unwrapping it from her throat mm-hmm. and stuff. And they finally get it all unwrapped, and they're just holding it and like fighting against it. And they're like, over there, over there. And they just wing it. And then you see Hudson. Just unload on the fucking... Unload at it. Yeah. So Um, they managed to kill both of them.
1: Yes. And then this is where we get the confrontation between everybody and Burke. Where everybody's like, fuck this guy. He needs to fucking go because this is bullshit. Because he was going to basically kill two people. Well, no, he was... He he wasn't even even going to kill them. He was going to basically have them hold the eggs in them until they got to wherever they were
2: going. Right. And then he was going to... Um mess with the rest of their cryogenic chambers so that all of the other soldiers would die. Die on the way there. So the only person that they would have to grubber its story was Burke. Right. Yep.
1: Um, so as they're dealing with Burke and they're about ready to basically kill Burke, all the lights go out and the alarms start sounding and everything so this is where this is the moment they've been waiting for all the fucking xenomorphs basically charging at them so you hear the automatic uh, guns going off left right and center as as the xenomorphs are coming down the hallways and everything and they have these like uh, little like uh, they're almost in the shape of a Geiger counter um, where it basically tracks movement and you see them with like just the perimeter around them and just like little blobs coming towards them
2: and as the, I think we missed a couple more deaths that have happened.
1: No, it's just the, the commander. No, not yet. Yeah. It, it it's coming up. It's where Burke gets uh, his ass handed to him, and then uh, the commander and Vasquez Hudson. As, uh, Hudson gets taken out from underneath because he's taking out. He's like, "Oh, you want some? You want some?" Blur, blur, blur. And then one of them comes out from underneath the floor and grabs him and pulls him under. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as, uh, they're dealing with the automatic rifles going off and shit, and they're looking at their little, uh, motion trackers, and mm. the things are getting closer and closer and closer, and when they think that they should be on top of them, basically in the same room as them, they're basically like, what the fuck is going on? You're fine. Uh, they're basically like, what the hell is going on? We see them on... The thing, they should be in the room with us, but they're not anywhere in the room. What is going on? And then they it all dawned on them. Oh, wait a minute. The ceiling. The fucking ceiling. Um, so Hicks pokes his head up, and he sees just a bunch of them
2: all and over the, the fucking the place. The way that they filmed that, because um, those are all actors in suits. In the Xenomorph? In the Xenomorph suits. Okay, so it's not just one guy like in the last one. There's several people right. in the suits. Um. But the way that they filmed it is it's a vertical shaft, and they're all attached to, like, lines mm. from the top, mm. and they're crawling down towards the camera. Oh, but nice. But then it's... Then they just switch it around to make it seem like it's yes, going to make horizontally it towards, towards horizontal. Hicks. But anytime you see them crawling through anything, mm. it's always been a vertical shot... Them going down. Of them going down towards oh. the camera.
1: Um, basically, yeah, this is where all the Xenomorphs basically crash into that one room that they're all huddled in, and, uh, everybody just starts taking out, uh, Xenomorphs left and right, and this is where we get hicked, or Hudson, basically, like, oh, you want some, and he gets taken out by being pulled under, Burke is basically like, fuck all these people, he runs into the back room as Ripley tries to get into the same room, uh, he basically
2: locks them out. And then Burke is basically turned, turned in there. Turned around and oh, I'm finally safe. Yep. And you see him he gets, get his comeuppance yep. with a giant face hugger. And couple fun facts about this. Um Sigourney Weaver, anytime somebody's character died, she would give them a uh bouquet. Oh, really? Of flowers. Yeah, hold on. Um, In an interview with Moviefone, Sigourney Weaver said that each time one of the actors was to die, Mm. she would give them a bouquet of flowers before filming began. When it was time for Paul Reiser's character to be killed, she gave him a handful of dead blossoms. (laughs) (laughs) Like, his, his character was so well played. Oh, and I missed my fucking favorite joke that I thought of as soon as we started, or we were going to record. Like... Whenever they have their confrontation, and Burke's like, "We can make money," and Ripley's just like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> and that's when that's when you see Burke go all mad about you <laughs> and decide. <laughs> um, but uh, like, he does such a good job playing that hugely contemptible character mm-hmm. that, like, yeah. because you thought he was a good dude, yeah, but then you find out that he is. Not no.
1: He's just like any other corporate dickhead. He's willing to fucking screw anybody over
2: for a buck. But he did he did it so well mm-hmm. that at the film's premiere, his sister physically punched him because his character was so contemptible. Jesus! Because because he was willing to sacrifice a child. Like <laughs> she just all <hauled laughs> of and decked him. Like your family member, the person who has known you, because he was probably. At least early 30s when this mm-hmm. movie was yeah, made. He was it was early on and then mad about you. And it, it doesn't it doesn't say whether it's before or after or if if his sister was younger or older. Mm-hmm. But either way, that's somebody that has known you your whole life mm-hmm. who knows that you're not actually that kind of person. But that you portrayed that so, so well I, and so yeah. convincingly on screen. Yep. She just fucking <laughs> decked him. <laughs> like that's
1: good acting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so they're all trying to figure out a way to get out of the room, and they basically uh, realize that they can get out through these uh,
2: series of tunnels off to the side. Well, the other the other thing that has happened um, that watch fob, the tracker fob oh, thing. Oh yeah, she gives it to the little girl. She gives uh, Ripley gives it to Newt. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they're all escaping, you see Hicks, Ripley, and. Newt go into this, like, I don't even know what to call it. Like a, it looks like a giant water water wheel yeah, under yeah, yeah. this big... Uh, I don't know why it's there. Some, some sort, of, sort of, like, turbine water wheel thing that um, leads up to like a ladder mm-hmm. and nude is on the ladder and she falls off because of the explosion of Vasquez and the lieutenant yeah yeah who like
1: they Vasquez, sacrifice themselves Vasquez
2: is like all fucked up anyway mm-hmm. and she's not going to survive yep and I don't really understand why the lieutenant like yeah, he he sacrifices himself straight up.
1: He's just like, well, oh, fuck it, this is where I'm going to go. But there's no reason. He got a little bit of a fucking, like, a bash on the head, like, earlier. Right. Where he's got wrappings on his head, but he would have been perfectly fine.
2: Um, Why he felt the need to sacrifice himself is beyond me. But anyway, and, like, everybody gets a little bit fucked up in this scene. Mm-hmm. Because um, you've got um, Hicks that gets, like, sprayed or something. Mm-hmm. As they're shooting at one of the Xenomorphs, as they're getting on that one elevator... He
1: shoots something
2: and it gets, it gets on his chest. Sh- on his chest armor mm. and they strip it off real quick and you see it eat through his chest armor. But it got a little bit on him, so he's all kind of like fucked up yeah, and shit from and, it. and then something with his face, too, because his face ends up wrapped in the... Maybe he got on both his in the face the drop and his, in um, his chest. It's separate sides. I don't remember what happens exactly. Mm. Like, he might have just got fucking cut or something. Mm. But he's not doing great. Mm. Um but yeah, like the lieutenant, there was no reason that he needed to die there. No, like he goes back for Vasquez, finds out that she can't. Well, I guess, I guess there is because he goes back, finds out that she can't be moved, mm-hmm. and by the time he realizes that, they're completely surrounded. Yeah, basically, he's like, "Well, this is," and I'm he's like, "Okay, anymore. well, this is, this is my last stand." He pulls out like a thermite grenade, mm-hmm. and they both uh, grab like, on to she, it. She. Or he plunges the plunger, and she's like, "I always fucking hated you." And <laughs> grabs his hand and like holds it. Um, and I assume it's probably like a dead man switch. Yeah, yeah. The moment it, they release it it seems, it, it seems like a dead man switch mm-hmm. because they don't release it; they just hold it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as like the aliens swarm and attack yeah. them, they would release. It they would release boom. it, and boom. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's right when that explosion happens. That's when Newt is on that little spinny thing. The explosion happens. She slips she and falls. She slips and falls in. Into the water. Well, Isn't it in the water? Oh no, no, no. It's down a it's down a shaft. Yeah. She goes down in the shaft, which then is into the water corridor, whatever's going on right. there. Um, where they find her, and uh, they all rush through, uh, basically, basically on the other side of the wall, where uh, the panel is above Newt's head. they Hicks and Ripley are trying to cut through the grate to try to get to Newt as quickly as fucking possible. Right. Because they know, they hear it on the little Geiger counter motion tracker, something's coming. And so Hicks is trying to cut through it and cut through it and cut through it, and they're just not fast enough. Because by the time they get through it completely, an alien grabs
2: Newt. And... You don't see that happen. I thought we see the alien come up behind her. You see the alien come up behind her and her scream. Oh, that's right. And then they come through... You don't see a body, you don't see anything, mm-hmm. so you, you just see just the assume. floating head because she has a doll head yeah. with her. You just see the, see floating, the floating doll. Cynthia, doll head. Cynthia? no, no,
1: yeah, that's, that's from Rugrats. Rug <laughs> I don't remember what she calls it. I don't remember either. Um, but yeah, uh, Newt gets taken, and uh, Ripley's like, "No, not Newton." Uh, Hicks is like, "Look, she's still alive. She has the tracker. We'll just track her with the the little motion." Right. Thing. We need to get out of here right now. Yeah, because shit's coming. And as they're escaping, they get onto an elevator. This is where we, uh, Hicks gets fucked up, because he shoots at one mm-hmm. of them, gets sprayed with acid and shit like that. And so, basically, Ripley and Hicks go up to where um, uh, Bishop is. Uh, Bishop, with the dropship. Uh, yeah, he has the dropship at this point. And they're basically, Bishop's like, where's everybody else? Are we going? And shit like that. And Ripley relays to him, like, look, we have to make another stop before we get the fuck off this planet um bishop tells her we have like what like 10 minutes or something. 15 minutes 15 minutes left before and everything
2: goes critical from that point on the timer starts mm-hmm. and from that line from it's 15 minutes until the uh reactor blows mm-hmm. is it like a full 15 for the rest of the movie is a full 15 minutes oh, or, nice. For the rest of them being on on the planet, the planet to the point of when it minutes, explodes. Yes. It? Oh, cool. This is exactly 15 that. minutes.
1: Um. So basically, you see Ripley after they get uh, Hicks squared away. You see Ripley uh, taking one of the machine guns and a uh, one of the uh, flamethrowers that they have with them. Because that's what they use instead of the uh, yeah the automatic rifles the uh, the flamethrowers in the underneath the fusion reactor. Um, and she sh- basically straps him. Next, to, but tapes them up side by side so that way she's got the automatic uh, rifle and a flamethrower right beside her in case she needs either one in in the moment. So With
2: uh, the the tracker the on plasma, top. The plasma. The plasma rifle has a uh, like a grenade launcher.
1: Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. And it. Hicks shows her all this later, earlier on yeah, in the yeah. movie, on how to use it all. Uh, she tapes those two up next to each other, and she tapes the tracker on top of the two guns mm. to basically make sure that she always knows where she's going. That way she. Is going in the right direction because it constantly beeps whenever she's in the right direction yep. of wherever Newt is. So uh, as uh, Bishop drops uh, Ripley off, Ripley uh, prom- makes Bishop promise to not go anywhere and
2: yeah, Hicks like to th- not leave her.
1: And Hicks like he's not going anywhere. He's basically out of it. He's all fucked up and shit. And uh, they Ripley goes down the elevator to basically go find Newt. And this is where we get, like, one of the coolest fucking things in the world. After she is searching for Newt for a little while, Ripley comes across the, uh, basically, hatchery where all the these eggs are being uh, plopped down by this queen xenomorph. And it's just one of the fucking coolest things. That you've never things. seen. You, you haven't seen uh, a xenomorph of this magnitude before. You've seen all the, like,
2: little soldier things. and The big queen xenomorph. That are basically, like... And even earlier in the movie, they uh i think it's hicks that mm. or no it's hudson that keeps comparing them to ants mm. because you know there's that one big mm. motherfucking queen <laughs> ant and, and he's and right Vas- and vasquez is like they're not fucking ants he's like i know but it's kind of like the same thing like oh we're seeing as the soldiers mm-hmm. and he's right And that's exactly, exactly what it is same. and you see the 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 character design like hr geiger's Character design is just so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like the xenomorphs are—they're fun to fucking look at. They're gorgeous. Yeah. I mean they're menacing as fuck. They're, but they're—it's they're kind of like ostensibly terrifying. Yeah,
1: it's it's like a it's, shark. You're you're intrigued by it. You you wish you could go up and like pet it or something, but you can't because you know
2: it'll fuck you it's up. It's gorgeous and terrifying at the exact same yep. time. Is the beautiful. <laughs> Uh, it's after she sees the, the queen. beautiful lethality. Yes. That's that's a good way to put it. Um, but like the the I don't know what to really call but like the headdress of the queen. Mm, it's like just a
1: massive like
2: it's like a, it, a shovel it's on It's almost back of like a head. fucking triceratop- mm-hmm. no, yeah, yeah, no, triceratops. yeah, triceratops. Cuz the the shovels like the the oblong circular <laughs> Uh, heads that you see on the xenomorphs are mm. the soldiers and stuff. So the the queen has like a, like an almost triceratops mm. type, hood. Yeah, hood that is just gigantic mm. and gorgeous. Mm. And, and
1: it, it, it's after she sees the queen, then she sees Newt suspended up on a wall.
2: Right, Newt. and an egg opens, mm-hmm. and she blows the fuck out of the 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 face The face as hugger it, as it comes as out. It comes out. And then you see the queen freak out, mm-hmm. and you see the only thing that was kept in from the original designs of the uh, xenomorphs. So the xenomorphs, whenever Alien, f- the original Alien came out, were going to be H.R. Geiger's original work was they were translucent, oh. and as their life cycle got nearer the end, they got darker. Mm-hmm. And so they like faded to black, basically. Mm. Um, but then the Rolling Stones got involved, and they're like, <laughs> "Hey, you can't do that because that's ours." And <laughs> no, that that didn't actually happen. That's a, that's a completely fictitious fun fact. Right. Um, but they decided to go with black, and so in this movie they couldn't go back to the translucent alien design because mm. they wanted to keep it the similar yeah. to the original. Um, so the only thing that survived from the original designs are the queen's fangs, like her teeth mm. are translucent. Yeah, 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 Um, and so that's just a little mm-hmm. fun fact. Oh. Um, but then you see the standoff of mothers.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's essentially what it is, where Ripley's starting to just torch these
2: motherfuckers after she gets newt down from the well, wall. Well, she doesn't. Uh... Like, she blows up the one that is going to kill Newt, and you mm. hear the queen freak out, and then you see Ripley, like, peeling Newt out of the wall, and as soon as she gets Newt, you just see soldiers everywhere. Oh, that's right. And then you see Ripley, like, okay, like, I'm holding on to this girl, and she just, like, points the flamethrower, or she, she shoots the flamethrower in the air and then points it at an egg. It's <laughs> basically, like... Your move, bitch.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's after she points the at the egg, the soldiers start to back off,
2: right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. like the queen lets out a message mm. or like a hiss, yeah. and like all the soldiers kind of like back up, and you see Ripley start moving away.
1: <laughs> and she does this ultimate like fuck you thing. She's like right before she's about to leave the entire area. She just fucking torches
2: everything. She's like fuck you, bitch, and then fucking <laughs> well, runs. She she pumps like five <laughs> or six rounds because like the queen you see has like a Th-
1: they call a it something. They they call it an ovipositor.
2: Ovipositor. Okay. Ovipositor. Um, that's got a bunch of the eggs yeah, yeah. in it and the egg laying apparatus apparatus that spreads them out or mm-hmm. whatever. That the queen is attached to. And she just fills it full of grenades. Yes. <laughs> like she, she blows shoots, it the fuck she up. She shoots five or six of them yes. in there. And then, uh, and the queen detaches from it completely. She's yes. basically unharmed. She
1: starts chasing Ripley down the fucking hall and up the elevator. As they get to the top of the elevator, Ripley sees that the uh, drop ship is gone. And she basically, at this point, curses Damn Bishop. you, Bishop! Um, but at the last second, just before the queen is about to hit the landing that um, Ripley is on... What
2: happens, like, in the... And um, there was a, a full-size doll of the girl, uh, oh. Carrie Hen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The girl plays Newt. Uh, made for Ripley to carry around oh, okay. during this whole scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever the, she gets there and, like, you see the, the queen come up, the puppet for the queen was too big for that elevator. Oh, really? So they had to remove the back of the <laughs> elevator and remove the queen's tail completely <laughs> to get her to fit mm-hmm. into the elevator. And then they just used like a black curtain and smoke and mm, just all the other to, bullshit around to hide it. the fact yeah. that it didn't have its tail. Like, really, the only thing that fit in the elevator was the queen's fucking head. <laughs> right. Like, everything else was just like. Mm. I mean, whenever the we're doors, here, the doors open, you see like two little hands, like, right. um, and the queen, huge puppet huge. Mm, yeah, yeah. Took 16 people to operate. Oh, really? 16 Jesus. 16 people mm. puppeteered the queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Jesus. Because God. it's just massive. Yeah. Um and uh So yeah, like you see the queen come out and you see Ripley like just crouch and yeah, like yeah. kind of hold. it looks like this newt. is this is the, like this is this is the end mm-hmm. this is um and we'll we'll get into it a little bit more in the the wrap up of the third mm-hmm. movie um but apparently the book that was written differs widely from the movie mm-hmm. um first things first um newt is 12 in the book oh really? she's around 6 in the movie okay um so she's basically twice the age. Yeah. It? So it's not quite as... I think they reduce the age because it's more terrifying to think of a a small... Not, not saying that, like, if you see a 12-year-old <laughs> in dire harm, you should you be should like, oh, we don't them. fucking care about that. Like, <laughs> screw you. Um, but, like, the smaller the child, the more worried you are as Mm -hmm. the audience um so i can kind of see that um in the book ripley is not willing to give up and she's ready to jump over the side into the reactor to save her and newt from becoming basically an incubator for uh right the queen
1: yeah
2: so that is something that Obviously, we'll get into a little bit yeah. more in the, the follow-up. Because, the I mean, everybody, that, probably anybody that listens knows that knows how three ends. Yes. Or at least has some vague idea. Yes. Um, but then you see,
1: right at the last second, right when it seems like everything's up for Ripley and Newt, fucking Bishop, pulls up from underneath uh, the platform and is, is like, get on! And they jump on and the queen tries to grab on. We don't see her grabbing on. We see her trying to. And then, like reaching, and okay.
2: you see Bishop fly away. Yep,
1: and, and he then, explains that he, the platform was getting unsteady. He didn't think he would be able to sit on there for too much longer, so that's why he, so he took off. There. And um, so they're chit chatting. They see Hicks uh, basically just knock the fuck out at this point.
2: So they leave the dropship, and and, and you get the the touching. Like I guess I could have. I guess I shouldn't think all synthetics are bad. Mm, yeah, she, like, she she he
1: says not bad for an android or a human or something like that. I think it's,
2: he, he says, not they, bad for Well, they, human. they, they trade it. Yeah. So, like, cause, basically, like, you know, I, I saved her, and she's like, you know, or he's like, and I stayed as long as I could, and mm-hmm. then I just kind of flew around in, like, lazy circles to, to pick you up, and she says, not bad for an android, and he answers with not bad for a human, mm-hmm. so they have, like, a...
1: Yeah, and then, as everything looks about to be calming down... Boom! Bishop gets fucking spiked right through the well, chest. Well, that's when they
2: get back up to the ship.
1: Yeah, it, all this is whenever they're on the ship, because they, uh, oh, like, yeah, that's they right. land, and they're basically coming down the ramp as they're having that conversation. And as they're done with their conversation, Bishop gets rammed right through the chest by the queen's tail. With a giant tail. And then tail. she just rips him in the fuck apart. Well, his legs well, go see, off to the left, his body off to the right. You see
2: the, uh, the, the gorgeous, like... Every time they do a reveal shot of an alien in hiding, it was Mm. just always just so well done. Mm -hmm. Like, you see the spike of the tail come through his chest, and you just see the shock of, like... What the fuck is going on? What's happening? Yeah. And as, like, the tail pulls him up, Mm -hmm. you see the queen, like, descending out of her hiding place and just, like, grabbing on both sides of her tail and just... Yeah. Rips, rips him, him in him half.
1: Rips him in half. This is when uh, uh, she basically th- is it. Newt, I think Newt runs into one of the grates under. Uh, yeah, she into, jumps. Under the she
2: jumps and hides underneath the grates. Uh-huh, uh, and uh, Ripley no? is like, "Hey, over here! Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah." Over yeah here, she gets the queen here. to follow her. As she does, she runs into like a little corridor and then comes back out with one of the loaders because well, the queen is chasing now, is the queen going after the queen? Newt. No
2: longer cares about Ripley, right? And so she's going back after. Newt. And she's trying to go after Newt.
1: She nearly gets her a few times. And you see, and then we get the most iconic fucking line. One of there are other movies that have iconic lines, and it's basically where Ripley comes out with the loader it's with like, the big. Get pincher. away
2: from her, you yes.
1: bitch! And uh, this is where we have this like amazing fucking uh, like I would even say like a minute. Fight scene between the
2: two because yeah.
1: it's at this point where they they uh, basically grapple for a bit and then Ripley tosses her and well
2: you the, see you see the Queen like try to strike mm-hmm. at Ripley yeah, yeah. in the in the it loader has, it,
1: it's like an open like uh,
2: cage area to where basically yeah if, it's just it's just like a like a it's basically like it's got a five point harness in the seat itself yeah. but then it's like a roll cage yeah, yeah, around yeah. you. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, the queen's snapping at her with the fucking, like, uh, mouth jaw, mouth jaw, the, the little, the like, extendo, projectile. Yeah,
2: the extendo mouth.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, she's trying to get Ripley. They basically stumble into this, like, hole that I'm assuming is basically a way to get rid of trash, because well, I a, see I know... it's like, an airlock. What, yeah, but, but what would be the function of the airlock? Other than maybe just trash, maybe just yeah. toss it all down there, then just close it off, and then open the other end, and yeah. it um, so, basically, Ripley crawls
2: out of it after the, the queen and her tumble down to the bottom of the shaft. Uh, the loader is on top of the queen, mm-hmm. and Ripley, like, comes to and realizes she needs to get the fuck out of there. So, she crawls she up. She unhooks herself mm-hmm. and starts to crawl up the... The, uh, the ladder, I the guess. The ladder. Yeah. Wearing, um. wearing some sweet Reeboks <laughs> that I wish I had back in the day. Like, uh,
1: She basically... Which, I don't know why she didn't just close it off, but she, as she's climbing and she's near the top of the ladder, she basically opens up the airlock. All the air starts being sucked out along with the queen. But as right before um, Ripley opens the airlock, the queen grabs onto Ripley's foot. So as Ripley fucking opens the airlock, the queen grabs onto her foot right at well, the same no, time.
2: she grabs onto her foot before. That's why she opens the airlock, because she thinks that she won't be I able to it make it. both at the same time. No, she doesn't think she'll be able to make it all the way up. Mm. And so she's like, okay, well, I guess this will just be where I die. Like, that's fine. I'll still, you know, save the kid. And mm. th- that'll be what it is. Um, so she opens the airlock, which almost kills Newt. Yeah, yeah, because she starts sliding she starts across sliding. the ground. But then you get, like, the badass <laughs> scene with... Half-bishop. 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 <laughs> Who's just like, oh yeah, no, this kid can't die. And like, reaches his hand through the grate yeah. and like... Holds
1: on to himself, onto the grate, and holds and on to the kid. And holds on the kid. Only being half a person
2: at this point. Um, until uh, Ripley is able to kick loose, mm-hmm. and the queen flies off into space. Ripley very slowly crawls the rest of the way out, mm-hmm. closes the airlock down, and... And basically everything breathes, starts to calm breathes down. Breathes a sigh of
1: relief. They, she gets Hicks into one of the uh, cryo chambers along with Bishop. He's basically just a lump of just milk and condoms at this point. Yeah, milk and whatever else they use for him. <laughs> tubing and shit like that. Um, she gets him, him into one of the chambers, which I don't even think he really needs. It's just a computer system at this point. Yeah. Um. And then she uh, has a little sit down with Newt as they're getting ready to go into their own chambers at this point. Um, And they're basically talking about how they can finally rest easy now that they're both um, free and and safe. And uh, that's the movie. It ends uh, with that conversation. They both lay down. They go into the cryogenic sleep and credits roll. And it's a pretty fucking fantastic movie. It's also... uh, It's one of the movies that I always go to where it's basically... It's better than the first one. Or at least I think it's better than the first one and the first one is quite fucking amazing and this is where you get the world building in the first one but the second one just fucking blows it out of the water and I don't depending on who you ask the third one doesn't get much better Uh, and then the fourth one is whatever fucking Alien Resurrection is I have no idea what they were trying in there there are a few interesting things in
2: Alien Resurrection and we'll get to that one Well, yeah, we've got a long way to go before that um um, James Cameron also provided the voice for the alien queen. Like the hisses and stuff like oh, that. Oh, really? Yep.
1: Oh.
2: Um, and then a um, couple couple more interesting facts. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch the credits all the way through, at the very end of the credits, you hear the sound of an alien egg opening. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. And, it, like, one of the very first, like teasers, but it's only an audio teaser. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see an egg open, you just hear the sound. And of if you know anything about opening. the third one, at the beginning of the movie, you basically find out that
1: shit has gone horribly wrong since right. the second one. Spoilers.
2: Um, so, <laughs> If you um, haven't seen the third one. Sigourney Weaver threatened not to do any more Alien movies after seeing the movie's final cut. Um, so as a compromise, the 1987 special edition was released on Laserdisc, which is the extra 17 minutes with um, her seeing the picture of her daughter and all that, Why all that stuff. There wasn't anything... Because she wasn't um, happy with it. I don't know exactly which 17 minutes were added to the movie. Uh um, Yeah, because the scene with her daughter is only maybe a minute or two. Right, but it's 17 minutes longer. Hmm. um, And uh, also... This movie, Aliens, is the only movie that Carrie Henn has ever done. Oh, really? Yep, she's not huh. done any anything since. Things since or. All right,
1: uh, a little side facts about this movie. This movie cost about eighteen point five million dollars to make. That was the budget, and it made eighty five back domestically. And it adjusted for gross. That's about two hundred million that it made just domestically on an eighteen million dollar budget. It's pretty fucking brilliant about how much money this movie makes and continues to make because you constantly see, like, penny theaters, dollar theaters, just constantly re-releasing this movie to, well, not anymore, being that we're in the age of corona, but before all that shit went down, um, you constantly see some sort of, like, special Saturday night, either a double feature with Alien and Aliens or Aliens and some other James Cameron movie. Mm-hmm. You constantly see that. So it's it's a brilliant movie, and I fucking love this movie. I think it's probably my favorite one out of all of them, out of even the AVP bullshit and all that. It's probably my favorite one.
2: Um, That and Prometheus. But we'll get to that. The alien screams in this are baboon shrieks that were altered in post.
1: Oh,
2: sounds And uh, Sigourney Weaver's Best Actress Academy Award nomination for this movie was the first ever for an actress... In a role in an action movie. Oh, really? Yep.
1: Huh. Yeah, this one too. Oscar. wasn't best sound
2: and for best visual effects. So. It wasn't the first for best actress in a horror movie. Mm. That was uh, Ellen Burstyn from The Exorcist.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, that was the mom, wasn't it, Ellen Burstyn? I believe so. Yeah. Um. But Sigourney lost to Marley Matlin for a performance <laughs> in Children of a Lesser God. Of course. There's no way in hell anybody was going to win against Marley Matlin. But it's it's the first ever action actress. Yeah, yeah. Academy Award
1: for the especially this being a genre flick, and she was able to get nominated
2: based off of a genre flick. That's pretty fucking amazing. And uh, the last the last scene that was filmed was the scene where you first meet the Colonial Marines. Oh, really? Yep. The where they're waking up. N- no, the uh, the breakfast scene. Oh, okay. Um, because they wanted the, like, camaraderie aspect, and because it would have been months of filming together mm-hmm. after that, or at that point, mm-hmm. they filmed that last, and then put it where it needed to be. Nice. Um, yeah, at the very end of the credits, the sound of an alien egg can be heard opening.
1: Yeah, that I did not know. I know that um, it always felt like the um, the original... Or not the original, but the third one always felt like it was, like... They were just looking to
2: fuck up the... Well, just capitalize and...
1: The second one, but if that was the case where you hear that opening uh, at the end of the credits on the second one, then it was always
2: a plan for something to go down with the ship. Um, the movie Conan the Destroyer helped this one get made. Conan the Destroyer? Conan the Destroyer. Not the movie... Uh, The movie, not the guy. Based on the strength of the script for The Terminator, um, James Cameron was approached by 20th Century Fox to write the sequel, but the outline he came up with for Alien 2 got a lukewarm reaction at Fox, Hmm. and the idea was put on hold. Um, Then the start date of The Terminator was pushed back nine months so Arnold Schwarzenegger could make Conan the Destroyer, which was the sequel... To Conan the Barbarian. Um. And the the extra time that then pushing off the Terminator for allowed Cameron time to write three quarters of a full screenplay, not just an outline. And Fox was in love with it. Hmm. So because he couldn't move on to the Terminator mm-hmm. first. Yeah. He got, um. He was able to get it done. Um, Sigourney Weaver was paid $35,000 for the first film. Jesus. Like was that's, she, that's all, that's she, all she nothing for, on like a back alien, end or anything? Well, it, nothing it doesn't, doesn't know, really say, die. yeah. yeah. Um,
1: well, I guess in 86, there wasn't really any home video, was there? N-
2: not really. It was just
1: on the verge of being home video, so maybe not.
2: Um, but James Cameron and Ann Hurd, who became Mrs. James Cameron during pre-production, mm-hmm. helped Weaver get what she deserved. First by refusing to make the film without her, and also by refusing to keep it a secret that she was the only person in consideration for the lead role. <laughs> so Fox didn't really like the fact that they were like, "We're going to have Ellen Ripley, or we're going to have nobody." Mm-hmm. And she got paid one million dollars for the sequel. Jesus. So thirty-five thousand dollars to one million.
1: That's uh, a significant fucking leap, but I guarantee you, fucking
2: any of her male counterparts are fucking getting paid more. And um, she made four million for Alien Three and eleven million for Alien Resurrection.
1: Eleven million ain't bad. No. anyway, so that's the movie. Uh, that's Alien. I was gonna say Alien Two. It's Aliens. Aliens. Um, I've always said that when, when I was a kid I don't know why I always did that same thing where I would always call it Alien 2 and everybody would always say it's Alien so I was like
2: alright fucking chill it was, it was written as Alien 2 oh was it yes
1: um, so yeah that's the movie uh, next week we're gonna be doing Alien 3 uh, where they in my opinion kind of take a shit on the on Aliens a little bit because little bit. they open it up With them, basically, we'll get to it. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it here, but if you have seen it, you know what they do at the beginning of the movie. Um, Anyway, a little side note. Comment, like, subscribe, do all the normal things you would with any other podcast or YouTube YouTube show. Uh, Leave us a review, find us on Stitcher, uh, Anchor.fm, just type in Nerdinian or Nerdian. I haven't figured Where, out the pronunciation.
2: <laughs> wherever you find your podcasts, yep. you can find us.
1: You basically type in the word nerd, and we're one of the
2: few... Uh, like I think it's like third or fourth response Oh, on, yeah, like, you get like nerdist and yeah, yeah. all that stuff first. Um, um, but, yeah, comment, like, subscribe. Um, if you... If there's a movie that you really want us to do... Yeah. Like, tell us. If you agree with some of our... <laughs>
0: Opinions or disagree about the movie or
2: disagree with us let us know like we'll we'll talk about your points and how wrong or right they are <laughs> depending right because i'm sure there will be some there will be a very divided one coming up <laughs> yes um before mm, long
1: we've got th- what is it three resurrection and then, the, and then
2: it, it'll be number five in the, yes. the series of movies um, but we'll have a very divided podcast on that one. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> I'm very excited for that one. Cause that one's probably going to get quite heated.
2: <laughs> it's yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, that's pretty much it for this week.
2: That's it. And I have been Ryan Downing and I've been Greg Vance. Have a wonderful day.